Welcome back to the ship show um, where we discuss all things relationships, relationship with God, others, and yourself. So today I want to talk to you about a breakthrough I had a few months ago. So I'm so glad you're here and we're going to get right into it. Okay, so like I said, I want to talk to you about a breakthrough I had a few months ago. I was actually getting coached. Yes, I get coached. Um, And let me just take this time for a second to talk about the importance of getting wise counsel. Um, It's so important to pull on the gifts of God that he has placed in your life to be able to equip you for what he's called you to do. We are not meant to do any of this alone. And so much of getting help or getting wise counsel, getting coached, um, getting input seems like something only weak people do. And I just like really want to end that sort of uh, stigma around it because it's actually very biblical. Um, Did you know that like, the way the gospel was spread was through Jesus Christ giving him his revelation to Paul. And that is how the gospel was spread. So it was through the Lord empowering someone to then teach and help and counsel and coach other people, raise them up. So that is actually the way the Lord does things. And so if you're having a hard time getting a breakthrough, learning something, getting unstuck, um, if you're going through transition, this that's a good time to get somebody to coach you, to get somebody to help you, to speak into your life, to be able to ask the right questions, to uncover beliefs and thoughts that aren't of God, that aren't serving you, that aren't serving the purpose God has on the inside of you, it's it's a really good time to do that. So I just want to encourage you, um, side note, but um, I was getting coached and the question I was asked was, are you being humble or are you hiding? She was encouraging me in my gift to coach. She was saying that I have been called to this work And if I don't get confident about who Christ is in me and who he has made me to be, I won't be able to help those I feel called to help. So I had been struggling with the idea of putting myself out there and stepping out into this new phase of ministry. And I was worried about how I was coming across. I was worried about what people were going to think. I never want to be that person that's like self-promoting as if I have something no one else does. And the truth is, all of those thoughts were about myself. They have nothing to do with God and who he is on the inside of me or the people he was calling me to serve. So while they are all thoughts of fear and insecurity, they are all very self-centered. So in an effort to not be self-centered, I actually was being self-centered. And isn't that how it goes? And so when I had this coach helping me, she was just showing me that. She was showing me that my thoughts of, oh, I'm not sure if I should do this. I'm not sure if, the thing is, is like I knew God was calling me to do that. I had known for months, about six months, and I had just been seeking the Lord of the how and getting counsel and learning. And so I had already stepped out and was doing it. I just was having all those thoughts. 
And so she pointed that out. She helped me um, with all of this by saying, you were chosen for this. She said, you have to pick up that mantle and run with it without shame and without fear. If you don't take what the Lord has given you and do something with it, it's actually selfish. That's what she said. She said, sometimes we think we are being humble when we are actually hiding. Wow. That was a big moment for me because she was right. I was hiding under the guise of humility. So if you think about the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, Jesus is telling a story about a man who gave his servants talents. As he comes back and takes an account of what they have done with their talents, those who did something with them multiplied them. The response from Jesus was, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over the little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So when she was talking, that's the verse that came to mind. Because that's what I actually was doing, was burying the talent that the Lord had given me. So let's look at this verse. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you guys about this because even though this is a relationships podcast, part of what I want to address is that your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself affects your relationship with others. So if you are called to do something and you're not doing it, you're going to end up in a cycle of shame, fear, low feeling, not feeling fulfilled. All these feelings that come with being out of the will of God, actually all sinners are experiencing that. They just are coping with things like substance abuse and other types of sin to fill that void of like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. What am I created for? What am, what am I supposed to be doing? So when you know it and then you don't do it, it sucks the energy out of you. So it, it, it affects your relationships because it affects your relationship uh, with God and how you see yourself, which will always translate to your relationship with others. So Let's take a look at this verse a little bit more closely. Matthew 25, where it says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over the little, so I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So if you see that, that this passage is less about the actual talent and more about the stewardship of them. It's about faithfulness. Faithfulness that results in reward and joy. And I I encourage you to read the whole passage, Matthew 25. It's a set of maybe six six to eight verses, but um, read it all so you know what I'm talking about. But honing in on that, those who did what they were supposed to, did something with their talents, it was multiplied. And then the master's response was, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over the little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So that's the reward there. That's the reward for the faithfulness of doing something with the talent is more capacity. I will set you over much. I'll give you more capacity to be able to do more. And you enter into the joy of your master. So I just want to say that we get so caught up in what the talent is. We think about like, are we good enough? Is it good enough? Is this what I'm actually called to do? Is this the right assignment? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And all of those I don't know leaves you in in inaction. But the calling is to be faithful with what you have been given and to not bury it. 
It's to do something with it, to bless others. And this results in joy. Joy that is our strength. And it so would be the enemy to trick us and deceive us into thinking that it's safer to bury your talents. There are times of preparations where we are not necessarily putting our gifts out there. We're developing them. And this is a precious time that should not be overlooked. So I'm not saying to put your talent out there before it's ready. However, when it is time to step up, sometimes we want to stay hidden. And the truth is, is that our lives are hidden in Christ, which means we are never called to step out on our own or to carry it all on our shoulders or to make a name for ourselves. We are called to be obedient. And sometimes we are, when we are in a season of serving behind the scenes, developing our gift in the unseen, the Lord develops our humility and our reliance on him. It's a precious time, like I said. But when it's time to step out in front and offer your gift to the body, we can sometimes confuse what we believe is humility when we might actually be hiding. We get comfortable in the background. It's safe there. Our affirmation is so laser focused on our father alone. So when you're doing things in the background, you learn this principle of of relying on your heavenly father to bring you affirmation because nobody is seeing what you're doing. And that is a beautiful thing and it's a necessary thing. But when it's time, it can be scary to step out with your gift. We might think, am I ready? Am I worthy? Am I just drawing attention to myself? And I want to remind you that you are gifted with purpose for this specific time. And there is access to his grace for you, available for you, and ready for you, specifically for you. First Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. Here are some key takeaways from this that should change your thinking. We have all been given a gift, every single one of us. Don't believe the lie that you don't have purpose. So that's the first thought. We have all been given a gift, every single one of us. Don't believe the lie that you don't have purpose or that it's not good enough. Number two, we are called to do something with this gift. And as faithful stewards, it means that we can't hide behind the thought of I have nothing to offer. Or I just don't have the right opportunities. And number three, our gifts are the expression of God's grace in its various forms. What a beautiful thought. There's grace just for me. Like the various forms is the various gifts that we've all been given. And there, that is a specific expression of God's grace. There's grace just for me to do what I've been put on this earth to do. This also means that we cannot hide our gifts. And sometimes we think that we are being humble by not using our gifts. For example, we want to be humble so we don't pursue a stage. We want to live small and simple and we don't want to draw attention to ourselves. And if I step out and use my gift, I'm doing just that and I don't want to be that. I want to be humble. But I'm here to tell you that obedience is where the success is at. And as we are willing and obedient, we experience his goodness, which includes confidence and grace to do what he's calling us to do. So when I understood this, when I switched my mind off of, I don't want to come across a certain way to, I've been called to this. I have a gift and I'm called to be a faithful steward, expressing God's grace in the form I've been given. This changed it all. And I want to encourage you today 
to do what he's called you to do. If you find yourself needing an energy boost, overwhelmed, stressed, go back to the call. Go back to the gift he's placed on the inside of you and tap into the specific grace he has available to you. Allow it to energize you, inspire you, remove fear and propel you forward. Write that book, start that business, start that ministry. Say yes to that job in ministry. Say yes to that job in the marketplace and shine your light. Say yes to applying for that school. Say yes to applying to that training program. Say yes to whatever God is calling you to. And don't let the thoughts of self-doubt stop you. Take those thoughts captive and exchange them for thoughts of truth. This is crucial. It's crucial to understand that even though our spirits are renewed, our mind needs to be renewed. So our spirit is made new when we receive salvation. But our mind has to be renewed. And that's what causes transformation of our behavior. But we have to intentionally do it because our thoughts create our actions and our actions create our results. So you have to make sure that your thoughts are renewed and that they are filled with the truth of the word. So when you have a thought and it's just lingering there and you're letting it stay, you got to take it captive because you might think like, I'm not going to think that I'm not going to think that I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough. What you actually have to do, that's just like willpower and it doesn't, your willpower doesn't have any power over the enemy your spirit does your renewed spirit that has the power of Christ in it. The word does your faith in the word does your belief in the word does. So you have to take that thought captive and exchange it for the truth of the word of God, where the power is. And I'm going to say it again, our thoughts create our actions and our actions create our results. So it's imperative that your thoughts are renewed. And here are a few thoughts you can borrow to stop self-doubt in its tracks. Because that's what this kind of all boils down to. Self-doubt. We all know about it. It sneaks up in our everyday lives. It sneaks up in our relationships. It's a way for the enemy to keep us where we're at. And when you understand that that's the strategy, that's the strategy of the enemy. It's like not about your shortcomings and how weak you are. It's about the enemy knowing what's worked before. It's about the enemy knowing if I get her or him to focus on themselves, I get them off the focus that they actually have Christ inside them who is strong enough to beat any self-doubt, any force in the world because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So here's some renewed thoughts that you can borrow to stop self-doubt in his tracks. Number one, I am enough because he is enough. This is so important to know that it's that it's just enough that you're his. We will never measure up on our own. It's super important to know that and to not even strive for that, to not even apply pressure for that. And of course, you might be asking, what about excellence? What about uh, doing your best with what you have. And that's what we were talking about before. But what I'm saying is that first Peter also says, you've been given everything you need for this life to live a godly life, to do what he's called you to do, which means it's on the inside of you. So it's more about renewing your mind to who Christ is in you 
than it is convincing yourself that your talent is enough because you'll never feel that way. That thought, that feeling, it'll never take root to truth. What can take root to truth is actual truth, which is Christ is on the inside of you. He is the hope of glory. What does that mean? He is the hope that you will fulfill what God has placed you on earth to do. That's the hope. He's the hope. So when we renew our minds to he's enough and he lives on the inside of me, things start to change. Doubt can't stay. Number two, it's not all on me. I'm just a vessel. Oh, I love that. It's not all on me. It's not all on me to deliver. It's not all on me to have the right words to say. What is on me though? To trust, to access what God has put on the inside of me by faith, to receive grace by faith, to step out and believe that there's going to be words for you to say. When you go to write that book, when you go to write that post, when you go to talk to that friend, your part is obedience and faith that the words, the powerful Christ-filled words are going to be there. You're just a vessel. Number three, I was created with purpose, which means what I do matters. It, it, it's not enough to just say, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, God will just pick someone else. Plan B, C, D, E, all of that. Okay. And what I'm telling you is, is yes, his plan will be fulfilled and he'll pick someone else, but it won't be the same as you doing it. And you will miss out on the reward which is joy with your master, according to Matthew 25. So don't believe that lie. You were created with purpose, a specific purpose, a specific voice that only you have, a specific group of people that only you can reach. You were created with purpose. And number four, his daily mercy is for me, which means when I don't hit the mark, I press on towards the high calling, set aside, setting aside the things that so easily weigh me down, which is self-doubt, which is shame, which is condemnation. Those things weigh me down, but I press on towards the mark, which means that you're not going to hit the mark every time. You're not going to even hit it in the first try. So what do you need? You need his daily mercy. His daily mercy is for me. It's not just for those people that keep messing up in really huge ways. It's for me. It's for me. I'm not alone in this. It's not all on me. I receive his mercy every day to pick up the mantle and run with it again. So I want you to decide today to examine your heart for any doubt and see if you've been hiding under the guise of humility. Am I hiding or am I being humble? I want you to step out in obedience and watch the goodness of God flood your life. I promise you he's faithful and I promise you, you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living as you are willing and obedient. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, If you don't follow me on Instagram, I encourage you to do that because a lot of what I share on this podcast I share in tidbits in visual form so you can actually see it. Some people rather read something than listen to it. So follow me on Instagram for more things like this at Charity Shelton Coach. And um, 
I am a counselor and a coach and I help people get unstuck, people who are in transition, who are going through something um, and it could be small. It could be just, I don't know what God's calling me to do for, with my life where I've been, been given this really big call and I don't know how to step out into it all the way to I am separated from my spouse and I want to make this work. So I work with all kinds of people in between, but really focusing on renewing your mind, taking thoughts captive, decreasing anxiety, kicking it out of your life, uncovering shame and just making sure that nothing is holding you back from what God has called you to do. So I'd love to work with you. If you're interested in that, send me an email at charity at charityshelton.com. So charity at charityshelton.com, or you can check out my website, charityshelton.com. I'd love to meet you and talk with you. And lastly, share this podcast. If it blessed you share it with somebody who, you know, it will help because we are all on the quest to share the gospel and to see people walk in freedom and wholeness through faith. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.